city of Seattle, it's the Mike Seibert Radio Podcast. Your home for pop culture, Transformers, independent artists, interviews, Transformers, and stuff and things. Also sometimes Transformers. And now, here he is, the man that's more than meets the eye, Mike Seibert. Hey, welcome back to Mike Seibert Radio. I am your host, and we do have an extra special, exciting show for you today with two amazing guests uh, joining us here on the live stream. We're going to talk a lot about Rocky IV. Uh, we're going to talk a lot about Transformers. But first, uh, please welcome to Mike Seibert Radio first, uh, composer Vince DiCola. Uh, thank you for taking the time to join us. My pleasure. My pleasure. Looking forward to it. We really appreciate you. And also joining us is Vince's partner and frequent collaborator. And from what I've just learned is new to the world of the Transformers. Uh, but joining us here is a musician and composer, uh, Kane Meredith. Uh, it's a pleasure to meet you and, and thank you for being with us today. Good meeting you too and uh, happy to be here. All right. So let's uh, so let's get into it with the 35th anniversary celebration of Transformers, the movie and the release, the upcoming release of the director's cut of Rocky Four. I've said on the show a number of times recently that it's a it's a good year to be a fan of Vince DiCola's music. <laughs> uh, but it's uh, and and honestly, I, I want to give a shout out to uh, uh, Vince's manager, Peter, for arranging this we we've been uh, uh, working on this for uh, for a little bit of time and I'm glad that the stars aligned for us to be together here now because not only is this a great year but this is a a particularly exciting week because we've just seen the uh the release of the soundtrack of the score for Transformers Devastation and then and then now we've got the release of the director's cut of Rocky 4 so I'm I'm just really uh grateful to you guys for uh being able to take the time and join us now uh during this uh this particularly special week, but I would like to start uh, with the release of a project that Kenny and Vince uh, collaborated on together, and that's the score that they co-composed for the video game Transformers Devastation. The score was just now released for the first time on digital platforms. You can listen to it pretty much everywhere. It's on Apple Music. Uh, it's on the iTunes Store, Amazon Music, Spotify, Tidal, uh, YouTube Music, Pandora, uh, Deezer, and and maybe a couple others as well. But it's uh, it it's out there, and folks are enjoying it. So I thought we would start with that. Um, you know that uh, uh, that performance you guys did at PulseCon was a couple weeks ago, and for me that that just um it, it was an unexpected surprise and it just it just made me so happy uh to watch you guys rocking out uh there with uh, uh with Bob Revel Reynolds yes. on vocals too so i thought let's start with that let's let let's talk about this 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 uh, long awaited release of transformers devastation 
Kenny, I'm yeah. going to let you start on that. <laughs> well, when I was seven, no, <laughs> um, no, this is a score we did. I don't know when we do this, 2015? 2015, I think. We're yeah. actually, I'm, I actually just pulled up on uh, iTunes just looking at it because we haven't even actually seen oh, it yet. Up there. there it is. So, um, but uh, yeah, I was actually curious because we we basically did the cut scenes on those, like the, the score stuff to picture and... Um, you know, I mean, it was just kind of something typical of stuff that we do. And um, the only thing I really remember that was uh, a little different about it, they, they originally wanted a theme that was very 80s oriented. And and we came up with something. Everybody loved it. But then at some, at somebody at some point just said, oh, no, it's too 80s, too, too like that. So they actually we had to come up with a different theme and i think they ended up only using the theme maybe on the end credits or something but uh i don't know have you played the game because uh yeah we, we we haven't so uh i don't think we've ever played the game i, no, I played it a number it. of years ago when it when it came out but I'll, I'll be honest with you i haven't played it recently but yeah it's it was it was a ton of fun i really enjoyed the cell shaded aesthetic it looked very much especially in those cutscenes that that features your guys' score it's it it has that feeling of uh of transformers and for me especially uh transformers the movie because like like I, I could hear those specific cues coming up. I'm like, oh, that that's that's a little bit of uh, Autobot Decepticon battle. I, there, uh, there's a little bit mm-hmm. of escape in there, and it's just like a lot of my favorite cues from that particular iconic score um, really made me happy. But it was it was also something that was uniquely different and its own thing as well with cues that I wasn't as familiar with. So it's just listening to it the other day when. It, when it came out, it was a, a satisfying experience because it's well, quite frankly, it's it's more new music from well, new old music, old new music, <laughs> I, <laughs> re, yeah. re uh, rediscovered music. Let, let me put there it that way. But uh, but yeah. So how? I, I guess my question would be um, how? Why now? Uh, why would uh, uh, the folks decide to put it out now as opposed to? Uh, back then, that's a very good question, yeah. and probably not one for us. Yeah, <laughs> I understand. I mean, we're just thankful we didn't yeah. think it was ever going to come out, so we're just right. grateful that it's coming out at all. You know? Yeah, because they kind of tagged on to the end of this. We kind of did this pretty quick, and then they actually they were working on uh, Mighty uh, Mutant Ninja Turtles, and mm-hmm. then they they brought us in, and, and we did. A handful of music for that too. Same sort of thing. All the cutscenes, you know. They, there was a lot of other music for the for Devastation, and because uh, I think it was all done by a Japanese company that was doing all the, mm. the graphics and the gameplay, and and they had somebody over there. And you know, I think the the cutscene music that we did was way different than uh, th- than what they were putting in there. So it was kind of nice because it was uh, kind of gave us a an opportunity to stick out a little. Yeah. Well, and also this isn't your guys's first collaboration on Transformers, right? Uh, I'm trying to think when we did Angry Birds Transformers and that was, uh, was that 2011 or something? That would have been before that. Yeah. That was the first time that, that Kenny and I worked on, I think something Transformers related. And, uh, you know, that was a really good experience because they basically just wanted us to do, a continuation of the sound of the score and uh 
you know, we updated it a little bit, but there was also let's keep it eighties. You know, there was a, yeah. the whole thing with that. And, um, you know, to the point that we were asked for certain drum sounds here and there that, that were reminiscent of that period. But for the most part, we were left alone to do what we wanted to do. And so this is, yeah, the second time that we've done anything transformer related together. Mm -hmm. With the exception, and we, we also did in 2013, we did the, uh, oh, the medley. medley for Chris Hillsback. That's true. Um, that that would have been, yeah, that was total Transformers because we actually, we just kind of re- Imagined. Yeah, reimagined the score and into a like about an eight or nine minute medley. And, and that was a lot of fun. And I don't know, you know, to this day, I don't know how many people have actually heard that. But um, Chris Hulsbeck is the uh, composer that did the score to uh, Turrican. Turrican. Uh, oh, which is, yeah. Uh, and apparently he was inspired by my work in Transformers. So he asked me to do something to contribute to an anthology that they were putting out years ago, about 2013. And, you know, he left it up to me. Uh, what I wanted to do. And I talked it over with Kenny and I said, you know, I've always wanted to do, we've both always wanted to do a big orchestral version of, of some of that music or that style that would have been really good for one of the live action movies, for, for instance. And yeah. uh, that's the approach that we took. So Chris very kindly put it as the last cut on the anthology. And, um, you know, the, the few people that have heard it have, have responded very well to it. Um, so that was very nice of Chris. I think I think that collection did really well, but nobody really, you know, it's attached to Chris far more so than, than yeah. us. So. Sure. Well, I tell you what, as soon as I get off with you guys, I am going to start looking for that because that that sounds incredibly exciting. Something I've because uh, I, I I listened to that that Turrican score and and there are uh, some some definite specific influences there. to be involved with that that 
that that sounds that sounds really cool. So so Kenny, you've um you're kind of new to this this whole Transformers world and fandom. Could you could you kind of describe what what the response has been like to uh, the music that you're co- uh, co-composing uh, with Vince? What how, how what's been the reaction uh, from fans? You know, I, outside of uh, I keep getting more like Facebook people on Facebook that contact me that are just straight out, just transformer fans. And, and they, you know, somehow connect to me through Vince or through some, you know, some transformer related thing that I was tagged on. But, um, the, uh, I really didn't get to witness it too much. Um, until we, we, Vince and I, and, uh, um, Stan, was it Stan or was it Rick? When we did the Paramount, Paramount. Yeah. yeah, We did like three songs, uh, for the release of I don't know which it's, modern Transformers. Yeah, the two, the first one, two thousand seven. You know, so it's got a glimpse of it then, and um, but really didn't get a full impact view of it until Vince and I played a Botcon convention in Louisville a few years ago. You know, number one, just seeing the reaction of people to the music while we were playing it, and then you know, meeting people in the lobby. You know that, like, yeah, of the hotel that would just say, you know, how much the music impacted them. It was, it was pretty, uh, it was pretty amazing, actually. You know, we we discussed off mic before uh, before we started. It's like th- this music means a lot to a lot of folks. And I had uh, I I had just shared that Transformers the movie happens to be my favorite movie, and I wanted to take uh, a moment and thank Vince for his uh, contribution to it uh, because it's it's that music that that cemented in my um, imagination. You know, music is is transportative, and to yeah have that association with the images and the story that were playing out on screen it's for for me it's like a whole package like w- without that music that movie is something completely different um so yeah i just i just uh, uh wanted to take the the moment and acknowledge that and thank you thank you very much you're welcome and uh you know and and i'm sure you've seen this a lot at uh conventions but a lot of folks that that look like me have said well you know thank you for my childhood <laughs> yeah yeah um, so so kenny you're uh you're a part of this tapestry now because whether, I, whether he wants oh, to yeah. or not exactly right. yeah <laughs> um so i i was wondering if you guys could talk about some of the other projects that that you've collaborated on i i saw that there's uh you know we talked about transformers devastation and angry birds transformers but there's like a like a Ninja Turtle game and, and some of uh, um, uh, you guys did an album together. Um, let's, uh, let's talk about some of the stuff you've uh, collaborated on together. Well, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, there wasn't a whole lot that I remember that we yeah. a lot of music to that. that I we think did. they needed about seven people. I, I think they were just unhappy with some, some mm. music pieces. So we kind of came in, you know, at the last minute and did, did five or six or seven pieces. There was nothing really, I don't know if that was actually, it's funny because we were tagging a lot of more nationalities, as I recall, in that thing. Um, A lot of Asian influences and things like that. So it it was more, it was more low key. It wasn't, you know. It wasn't the flashy stuff that we do. It wasn't really any action sort of things or, you know, things blowing up or Transformers (laughs) transforming or anything like that. It was just a bunch of 
turtles <laughs> turtling <laughs> yeah a bunch of turtles turtling um but yeah so that that one just kind of came and, and went pretty quick some projects uh i don't know we kind of just do the same thing you know to attack everything the same way we kind of just get an idea of what's needed and then just dig it and and do it and sometimes it's kind of tough because a lot of times we get asked to do the same you know they want to hear training montage and they want to hear unicron, you know, unicron. and um you know we're always surprised that we can come up with something that's in that vein that but it's different and uh i mean we're kind of working on a piece right now that's you know heading that way yeah but, but i don't know you just kind of figure out how to keep evolving and you know doing it and um the other you know there's been some projects that i don't think anybody's even heard. actually the two projects that i think of that no, nobody's probably ever heard that i think are is really different music for us with the beamer um, oh yeah um and that's another game that i don't know what's been we, happening yeah we don't know what's going on with that it's 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 a, a a professor a science professor at uh university of connecticut came up with this game i don't want to say too much i mean but it's been in it's, i don't know it's been yeah. uh uh, it seems like it's been gone forever now. It must have been eight years, seven or eight years now. But anyway, the guy had a really good, he has a really good idea of how to teach uh, grade school uh, children about science in a way that's really interesting for them, you know, rather than boring. And uh, Kenny and I were asked to do the, the score for the whole game and really really happy with how that turned out just hoping that that music and the game come out sometime soon we don't know though yeah we were, we were yeah. actually talking today like yeah we should give a call and see what's happening on on some of that stuff yeah it, it'd be like bring bring progresso or are, are you guys still working <laughs> on that is that still gonna happen <laughs> well you know it does it does get to that point after after so much time yeah. passes we're not used to something being in the gestation period for as long as it is you know Plus, this was a whole educational-related project. I think the Smithsonian was involved mm -hmm. with it, and um, you know, because I think it was teaching evolution and dinosaurs, and you know, all kinds of stuff like that. And uh, it, it made made it kind of fun for us because we actually got to uh, kind of score different environments that you know are totally not Transformer or yep. Ninja Turtles or Angry Birds related. Um, you know, we could actually look at a a landscape or something and, and just write something to it more yeah, a atmospheric was, i would imagine um i don't know i it was just different it was more world feeling maybe 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 i would say with yeah that. that's a good description mm -hmm. uh you know i was gonna say i don't think kenny and i had any thought of scoring video games before angry birds uh transformers rovio contacted us to do that um and a lot of the video game opportunities that we had since then came about because of that and uh you know now that we've gotten into it and scored a bunch of games it's um it's a lot different than scoring movies you know because we're we're we don't have to be so concerned about hitting accents in the picture it's more of a of a mood it's more of you know of a of, a, of an atmosphere that we're creating for the game and Although it doesn't pay nearly as well as the movies, it, it, you know, if you get enough of them going, it, it, it definitely uh, it can be it can be good for the for the bank accounts, but not like not like the stuff that you know. I, I was really blessed back in the '80s with um, Rocky IV and Transformers, and even to a certain extent, Staying Alive, which was my first foray into movie music. Um, but 
you know, back then the, the budgets were much bigger. Uh, the visibility was much bigger. But at the same time, Kenny and I are very fortunate that we still have people coming to us wanting wanting us to score their games and other projects. So mm-hmm. we're happy about that. Very cool. And that was something I was going to follow up on the, you know, uh, Vince, you've famously told the story about how you composed the score for Transformers, the movie using storyboards, you, you know, the animation was still far off. And I was wondering actually what uh, comparing and contrasting that experience working off of storyboards of some animated movie that that you don't have um, anything to touch on. I would imagine that that's very similar to to working on video games where it's like maybe you have like some some concept art maybe some pre-visualizations um is 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 that process any any similar is it different uh what's it like scoring games well let me me just say when i was asked to write the music to transformers to storyboards and i was asked uh how many times i've done that in the past and i said oh yeah i'm i'm an old pro at that. I never had done it before that. And, uh, you know, Kenny, I, I told Kenny about this many times. It was a painful process for yeah. me because I couldn't, you know, I had come from Rocky four just before that. And I had picture to write to, I had, um, you know, finished picture to write to, which is what a composer really prefers. And, uh, coming from that to, to writing to storyboards, uh, was very difficult. And, in actuality, when I saw the finished product, there were, there were some things that I would have done differently if I had had picture to look at, um, which really doesn't matter because, you know, the fans are very happy with the music and I'm, I'm, I'm really, uh, I'm blessed to have that kind of interest. But, you know, looking at it strictly from a musical standpoint, a technical standpoint, I would have done some things differently. Um, and and I, I wasn't really uh, enamored with having to write to storyboards, and I hope not to have to do that again, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, so Nick asked a question here in uh, in the chat. Um, how long is a piece, 30 seconds or several minutes? I would imagine that he's, he's referring to uh, some of your uh, game pieces because, like, you know, a, a piece in a, in a video game – uh, sometimes you only hear little bits of it and the music changes. Um, how much music do you write for? I mean, like, I, I guess I don't, I don't know how video game design works, but I'm just kind of, uh, kind of curious about how the, the length of the amount of score that you guys compose. Any, you know, you know, it's, it, it varies. It seems like, seems like an average is, is aiming for like two to three minutes. Sometimes it has to be composed so that it can loop back to the front. So you have to figure out how to mm. end the piece and it will, can actually go back to the beginning again. Other times it's done in some layers where, you know, maybe something happens in the game and other elements get added to what you're already doing. So it, it can vary on that. We don't do a lot of that, but um, we do have to quite a lot of times have s- stuff that loops. But I think for the most part, people really want us to write themes, like main themes for something. And, that you know, if it's still playing out like where they would play a theme, they'll just start it over, I would think. But uh, it's hard for us to say because, you know, one of the surprising things about games for us is neither Vince or I play any games. <laughs> <laughs> at least at least since Pac-Man came yeah. out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, be maybe Donkey Kong or something. <laughs> it's like yeah, because we're not gamers, so right. you know we just kind of we kind of listen to you know what the the people that hire us what you know we we seem to know the right questions to ask and and you know and fi can figure out whether it's loopable or not. But sometimes it's only they only want a little minute piece, or mm -hmm. it might be a you know there's always a lot of stingers involved with games. You know somebody wins something. You know ta da ta da da <laughs> and um, other times, uh, you know, they might just want a minute because it's, you know, just something that's segueing to something else. And um, I think the longest we've done is probably, you know, kind of an ambient floating through space kind of thing where it might be nine or ten minutes or something. Right. And uh, not a lot of thematic material for that. That's just yeah, ambient atmospheric thing. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Very cool. Well, let's uh, let's move on to the uh, the the kind of um, uh, the reason for the season, I, I guess the the kind of kind of grand final for for this week, and it is the premiere of the uh, of the director's cut of Rocky Four. It's Rocky Four, Rocky versus Drago, the ultimate director's cut um, that is uh, coming out this week on the 11th uh, for a one night only Fathom event screening, and I believe there's a the a, a home video uh, release uh, connected to that, but I don't happen to have that in front of me so i'm assuming i don't, I don't know about that honestly i don't know about yeah. that part of it uh, but vince you've been invited to uh uh attend the world premiere in philadelphia apparently there, there's going to be a, a q a and and you're hanging out with uh with sylvester stallone and and so let's uh first let's talk about revisiting rocky four and revisiting it in this uh this new form i know there there were rumors swirling as soon as it was announced it's like oh my gosh so there so there's 40 more minutes of footage does that mean that vince is going to do new music or heavens forbid gasp does that mean there's going to be different music is vince's music going to even be in it and rumors swirled for for a very long time and i remember in a post you you had uh posted that that you hadn't specifically been asked to write new music for it. But I guess for, for my mind, I'm trying to just figure out if there's 40 minutes of more movie, does that mean that there's, is it, is it repurposed music? I, I guess, I guess I'll stop trying to set it up and actually ask a question. Could you talk about the, the, um, uh, the upcoming release of Rocky Four, the director's cut, and uh, maybe give us a little bit of insight into the communication with uh, uh, with Mr. Stallone about that. Um, you know, it's interesting. Uh, when I found out that they were going to do this, I made myself known to Sylvester Stallone through his assistant. Uh, when I say made myself known, I, I m made the offer that if you need new music or if you need help with the existing music, I would be more than happy to be involved. And, uh, you know, he, he did say that he wanted my personal phone number. He didn't want to go through an agent, didn't want to go through a manager, uh, and, he, and that he would call if he, if he needed me. And I never got a call. Um, so, and it was around that time that Peter, my manager, uh, brought up something that was very uncomfortable, a, a thought that was very uncomfortable for me. He says, don't be surprised with director's cuts. Sometimes they can replace the score completely. Yeah. And I never had Sylvester or anybody tell me uh, directly that my score was going to be used again. So there was a, there was a nervousness on my part. Uh, mm -hmm. 
and and it wasn't literally until about a week and a half ago um, that Peter found out for sure that my music is still intact. As to what they're doing for the extra 40 minutes, your guess is as good as mine. I don't know if, if they're using my music and cutting it up um, or if they're, you know, bringing Bill Conti's music in from the first three Rocky movies, which, you know, you never know. Um, yeah. I don't know what, what his thinking was on that. Uh, I, I would have loved to have had a chance for Kenny and I to write some new music and contribute it uh, to those those extra 40 minutes of mm -hmm. film footage, but never got that call. So, yeah, I'm very, you know, I'm going to be seeing it the same time everybody else is. I'm going to be hearing it for the first time the same time everybody else is on, on uh, Thursday. So I'm, I'm hoping and praying that uh, the results are, are uh, pleasing to my ears and, yeah. you know, we'll see what happens. But um it's very exciting. I mean, it is exciting, especially, you know, I, I asked Peter to find this out because I didn't want to show up to the premiere with not having any of my music in the movie. That would have been very embarrassing. So mm -hmm. yeah, once I found out that my music, that the score is uh, in, intact, at least for the part of the movie that I scored back in 1986, um, gave me more confidence. And I'm looking, looking forward to, um, I mean, I don't know if I'm even going to see Sylvester one-on-one. -on -one. Um, it's anybody's guess, but, uh, um, looking forward to it. And actually the gentleman who did, uh, music supervision for the movie, his name is Robin Garb and he used to manage me, uh, long before Peter mm. managed me, manages me. Uh, he's also going to be there. So it's going to be sort of, a, you know, you got the guy that scored the movie and the guy that put all the songs together in the movie, Rob, yeah. he, he did a great job of getting all those artists together and producers and songwriters. So, and I'm, you know, I've kept up with Robin all these years, so I'm looking forward to seeing him in person again. But as far as interaction with Sylvester Stallone, don't know what to expect. You know, we'll just play it by ear, but, uh, looking forward to it. Looking, looking forward to seeing what they've done with this new cut. Yeah, it's it, it's going to be very interesting. Like there's things like um, uh, Stallone has made it known that he he wants to, you know, make the movie more serious. He's he's apparently removing Polly's robot. And I, I don't know how to feel about that being <laughs> such a fan of robots myself. But um, yeah, uh, but, you know, I, I saw a blurb in Variety that said that the music would be, quote unquote, more powerful. So so for me, as a fan of your score in the movie as well as the songs that are in that movie that's that's only thumbs up for me so that i saw so i'm really looking forward uh to the release of uh rocky four uh rocky versus drago the ultimate director's cut again that's going to be a, a fathom event screening uh coming up uh this thursday uh the 11th so uh you know check your listings and go uh check it out but coming from that though uh vince you're uh you're releasing a a I don't know if I want to call it an album, but a, but a, but a, a recording, a CD of uh, Rocky Four, the Symphonic Rock Suite, featuring your music from uh, from Rocky Four. 
and I I'm not familiar with the performance that this uh, this suite was taken from. So I was wondering if you could let folks in the audience uh, uh, kind of know what this performance is and and uh, why it's special and why folks should go pick it up because I, uh, I I I already got my digital copy with the the bundle that I just bought. I was really surprised. I got I got an email from Peter. It's like here's a here's the digital download and and I listened to it and it's and it's incredible. It's phenomenal. Uh, but anyway, please uh, uh, could you could you, could you let folks know about uh, the uh, symphonic rock suite for Rocky Four? You know, I'm I'm constantly amazed that people come out and show such an interest in this work that was done three and a half decades ago. So I was contacted by the producer of an event called Femusite, and Femusite is a film music festival. It's devoted to film music. Uh, it's held once a year in uh, Tenerife, which is in the Canary Islands. And um, this gentleman said, would you be willing to come over and uh, be a part of this film music festival. And he said, what we'd like to do is they're, they're, that year, they were, it was 2019, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, they were concentrating on movies that had to do with sports, you know, sports-related movies. Um, and I think the name of the, of the concert that they held was Champions of the Silver Screen. So they did themes from you know, Karate Kid and uh, Rocky and um, any any movie that is in that genre. And they asked me to be sort of the headliner of the concert. And it was going to be with an orchestra and with a rock band and uh, some vocalists. And so they had this hour and a half concert that they featured music from other movies. And then they they put this Rocky Four medley on as the, as the fi- uh, finale of the whole concert. Yeah, yeah. So it was like 18 minutes long. And... Um, it just got so much great attention over there. And, you know, not a lot of people over here, I, I think, don't really know about these big music festivals. I didn't until I was contacted by them. Yeah. But apparently they're a big thing. And, um, you know, they had, they had the best sort of audio and visual recording uh, gear over there and a setup that was great, you know, 12 cameras on stage and moving all around the stage on dollies and uh, 32 tracks of audio. So what we did is we brought those 32 tracks back here to Kenny in his studio and Kenny mixed the medley and and we really we really worked on it a lot to, uh, I mean, not that it didn't sound good to begin with, it really did, but uh, it was fun to delve into to that recording and and get everything out of it that we wanted to get out of it and make it as powerful as the original score. And, uh, you know, Kenny had a lot to do with that. So um, we had a good time doing that. And uh, I'm just there wasn't really talk uh, when I did this that there was going to be a recording at the time. There was We knew there was going to be a video because they show a video every year of what the, the festival, you know, the highlights of the festival. But um, this was the, the first time that I had heard that they're going to actually release a recording. And that had a lot to do with Peter and his um, record company, Note for Note Music. Uh, you know, he plays a big role in this. And he, he thought it was uh, important that people are aware of this. So, yeah, that's uh, it just was released. And um, 
Kenny and I worked on the on the audio for it, and Kenny did a great job mixing it. And we're just we're happy that people are finally being. Yeah, able to I, it. I'm glad these couple years later that that it's been able to be shared with us. I I listened in my headphones this morning, and it's just it, it's it's incredibly rich and very satisfying. Uh, so fans of the Rocky Four score would would really love this medley. I really really liked it. I do want to encourage folks that is available uh, from uh, Note for Note Music. That is the uh, Rocky Four, the Symphonic Rock Suite featuring uh, Vince DiCola. It's going to be available on November 12th to coincide with the release of the director's cut of uh, Rocky Four, uh, Rocky versus Drago, the ultimate uh, director's cut. And um, according to your post on Facebook, Vince, uh, you are signing the first 50 copies. Um, so so folks can um, uh, so folks can check that out as well. And actually, uh, so folks can go check that out. But I want to let folks know about the bundle that I personally got and I got it like as soon as you posted it because I did not want to uh, miss out. Um, also, uh, from uh, Note from Note Music, there is a bundle uh, limited to 49 copies of which half are half of which are gone now but it is uh it is a bundle pack of four of vince's cds it's uh falling off a cleft found objects of two minds invincible uh which i i had the opportunity to purchase from you uh vince back at uh tf con in 2019 in los angeles i uh, i i love that album uh but it's uh it, it it's a bundle of those four cds and as a bonus uh they're throwing in uh the free autographed copy of of the soon to be released uh, Rocky for the symphonic uh, suite. And um, so I, I thought as we get closer to closing out, um, if we could talk about the, uh, uh, the music that's included uh, specifically in this bundle, because it feels very curated to me. Um, and it does include uh, of two minds, which is uh, the album that uh, uh, Vince and Kenny worked on together. So I thought um, we uh, let folks know a little bit, about what uh, what they can get in that bundle. Well, the, the record that Kenny and I did was sort of a retrospective. It wasn't a, a, an album that we had recorded material specifically for, but it was material that, that we felt should have been released um, you know, on its own. And this was a, a good opportunity. We knew we were going to, uh, this was right before the, the convention in Louisville. Mm-hmm. And we knew we had an opportunity and, and I had seen how much people are interested in buying products at these conventions. And, um, you know, Kenny and I had done these video games. Um, we, there was a, uh, I believe on of two minds, there is a, um, war suite that I had done with my neighbor. And, 
uh, and Bob Reynolds sings lead on that, the same guy that sings on Transformers Devastation. So it was just sort of a retrospective uh, collection of material that Kenny and I worked on that we felt that the, the fans would really love. So that's that record. Um, and I think there's some I think there was some material from Transformers Devastation on that, but the, the new Transformers Devastation score is much better because it's the complete score and it's, it's been, I think, remastered since then. Um, the other records, Invincible came out in 2000, um, actually in the year 2000, and it was for one of the BotCons uh, that I attended and performed at with Stan Bush. And that was also uh, a retrospective up to that point in my career. Um, some stuff from Rocky, uh, some vocal material uh, from uh, other material that I had written around the same time as Rocky. So that, you know, I think training montage is on that yeah, as well. But yeah. again, it's, it's been remastered a million mm -hmm. times since then. And, and that sold out very well at, uh, at that particular BotCon. And then... Uh, I can't remember. You, you might know by looking at the CD because I can't remember what year this was released. But "Falling Off a Cliff" is another album that uh, actually featured material that Kenny and I had written for a movie. Um, I can't remember when that movie was, but Sci-Fi Fighter. Sci-Fi Fighter, yeah. wow. Sci -fighter. Um, and that pretty much the whole score is on "Falling Off a Cliff" as well as some progressive rock material of mine. I think we're both very proud of the material, even though it was so long ago. It was really represented one of two projects that Kenny and I started out working together on uh, movie material. Uh, and, and listening back to it, I think it still holds up well. Uh, and I'm really, really happy with the work that we did. So I'm glad that that's included in this bundle. Uh, Found Objects is uh, sort of a jam band featuring myself on keyboards Don Perry on drums from Jethro Tull, and a great bass player named Paul Ill. It's a trio, DPI, we call ourselves, for Decola, Perry, and Ill. And uh, three uh, found objects really is just three jams that we that we uh, assembled from a lot of material we recorded over a two-day period. And again, I can't remember what year it was because it was so long ago. But there's a lot of people, like my fans don't know a whole lot about that part of my career so we thought it was it would be a good thing to include that in the bundle so uh yeah that's the that's the four projects that are the four cds that are included in this yeah and, and and it's such a really cool variety um and i i see we're just about out of time uh vince i would love to have you on again in the future to talk about your uh uh your latest solo album only time will tell i i got that earlier in the year <laughs> loved it have a million questions about that um so but uh we'll definitely have to connect in the future uh but my uh, last question before uh before i let you guys go to uh, work on your uh, projects. And speaking of other projects, um, what is one dream project that that you guys would like to work on, um, whether it be like a, another uh, legacy franchise IP, personal projects, really kind of like what's what's the dream project and any other things that you would like to work on that you might not have had the opportunity to? Well, I, I think I can speak for both of us on this one. Um, people are used to hearing my Rocky stuff and my Transformers material and, and the big action stuff and, uh, you know, the, 
the driving motivational uh, mood uh, music. And, and that's great. And, and I love doing that. But there's a side to Kenny and I that has not been explored enough. And that's the dr- dramatic side. And I think that, you know, Kenny and I both are big fans of composers like Thomas Newman and uh, just amazing dramatic composers. And I would love for us to have, um, I mean, a dream of mine anyway is, is, is to have a project like that where we could, we could strut our dramatic, uh, you know, uh, experience. Flex Um, those muscles. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. yeah. Some of our favorite music that we've done together is like some of it's just piano and strings and acoustic guitar, or um, you know, it's 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 not hit you over the head, you know, with uh, a million notes. And uh, and actually, we're doing we're uh, it's still in the pre-production stages because it keeps getting pushed with COVID. But we're we're doing a German-produced um, TV show. Actually, first it's going to be a movie and then uh, into a TV show called NR City. And we'll probably get to explore a lot more of this kind of stuff in that. Um, as well as, you know, it's it, there's definitely a lot of 80s-oriented kind of theme material that we've already done for, um, for the show. And um, so it's going to have that. But, you know, because it's a, it's a movie, it's a show, it's going to have a lot more, you know, dramatic moments in it. So it'll be fun to... Uh, we've already done a little bit of that with some of the theme work. So, um. yeah, that's that's our that's our goal is to is to be able to strut our stuff dramatically. You know, our dramatic interests, and we have I think we have a lot to offer that people haven't heard yet. So, looking forward to opportunities to do that. I love it. Well, uh, and that gives us a uh, plenty of opportunity and material to talk about in uh, the future. Uh, but unfortunately, our time runs out for now. Uh, Kay Meredith, Vince Nicola, uh, thank you so much for taking the time to uh, join us and to talk about uh, your Transformers work and the Rocky Four work. And I, I wish you safe travels and all the best of luck in, uh, in your future projects and endeavors going forward great Thanks. thank you so much thank you for having us on yeah. great i'll uh, i'll get back in touch with peter and you guys are welcome anytime anytime you would like great. to talk about uh new stuff and again i'd love to get you guys back on to talk about uh the solo stuff as well so uh, yeah we love to do it too all right well great. gentlemen you have a, a terrific night and we'll uh we'll talk again thank you mike thank you. thanks mike bye-bye you're welcome all right. Well, there it is, folks. That is uh, Kenny Meredith and and Vince DiCola. I want to thank them so much for taking the time to uh, uh, join us to talk about those projects. Um, and I want to thank everybody that submitted um, questions. Uh, I I know I didn't get to almost any of them, but it's that, that 45 minutes goes, goes very, very quickly. Uh, but I did want to thank everybody for uh, listening and for watching. That will wrap things up for this episode of the Mike Seibert Radio Podcast live stream. And if you would like to uh, subtri- subscribe to my podcast, Mike Seibert Radio, you can find that on all of your streaming platforms, uh, uh, Google, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, wherever you download uh, your podcasts. And you can get the full show archive out on SoundCloud over five years and over 300 episodes worth of episodes out there. And join us again for another one of these uh, live streams, um, uh, stream 
streaming on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook Live, and Twitch. Uh, like, share, rate, and review the show wherever you find it. Um, and for uh, for my guests, uh, Kenny Meredith and Vince DiCola, my name is Mike. This has been Mike Seibert Radio. And until next time, until all are one, make good choices. Good night. You've been listening to the Mike Seibert Radio Podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching at Mike Seibert Radio. Email us at MikeSeibertRadio at gmail.com. The spelling on that, of course, is S-E-I-B-E-R-T. Call into the voicemail hotline at 231-224-MIKE. Once again, that's 231-224-6453. Special thanks to Michael Geisler for our theme music. For more like it, check out ByDoorMusic.com. This has been a Mike Seibert Radio Production.